What is Shaking Fire Nation? JLD here with a bonus episode. It's a bonus audio masterclass for you. The name of the audio masterclass is How Teaching Your Customers Can Scale Any Business Model. And this is a $10 million lesson. So definitely tune in for this, Fire Nation. It's going to be a doozy. We have a couple great things for you today. Number one, we have an incredibly special sponsor that's near and dear to my heart. And that is three hours to your big idea. Why is this near and dear to my heart? Well, I've created this completely free training for you. Three hours to your big idea. Because I realize that you're likely in one of two camps. You either don't have a big idea or you have a bunch of ideas and you're not sure which one to go all in on. Let me guide you for free in this incredibly detailed and awesome training how to get to your big idea in three hours. Three hours, that's my commitment to you. Visit your big idea.io not.com your big idea.io and i hope you take action and i would love feedback from you on that free training also we have a completely free masterclass coming your way this coming wednesday may 30th at 6 p.m eastern this is 2018 time frame we're talking about and it's with my guest today greg smith so myself and greg smith are going to be dropping a free value bomb laden masterclass on a four-step process to 10x your revenue so definitely tune in i'll mention this a couple more times throughout the podcast episode as we're dropping other value bombs but i'd love to see you there visit eofire.com slash greg that'll get you to where you can sign up for this free awesome masterclass, a four-step process to 10x your revenue. And if you're looking to 10x your revenue, then what are you doing? I mean, this is where you can increase your impact with the world. Whatever you want to do with that revenue, you can do amazing things. And this is a four-step process. eofire.com slash Greg. We'll be talking about identifying your biggest opportunity, maximizing your biggest opportunity, diversifying with other opportunities, how to tie all of that together. And something super cool that Kate and I are going to be doing is sharing how we use this exact process to 10x our revenue and scale entrepreneurs on fire. eofire.com slash Greg. And who is this Greg guy? Well, for 15 years, he's been building and scaling online businesses. Today, as co-founder and CEO of the software company Thinkific, which is what we use for things like Podcasters Paradise, Three Hours to Your Big Idea, Real Revenue, which you'll be hearing about more later. He's helping thousands of entrepreneurs create their own courses and membership sites to grow their business and transform the lives of millions of students. So Fire Nation, I hope you're prepared to ignite. This one is a doozy. So Greg, tell us something interesting about yourself that most people just don't know for any number of reasons. Uh, one's got to be that I've got, well, eight brothers and a sister. So 10 of us all together <laughs> in the family. Now is your sister like the youngest lady just kept trying for a girl all the way to the end? She is actually. You got it. It's exactly <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Man, you either have a stubborn mother or a stubborn father or a combination of the both. So which is it? It's blended family. So there's four boys in my family uh, and then five it. boys and a girl in the other. So I guess it would be the stubborn uh, stepmom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very cool. Well, Fire Nation, Greg is joining us today because he's going to be dropping value bombs on an audio masterclass that we have collaborated and decided to call How Teaching Your Customers Can Scale Any Business Model. And this, by the way, Fire Nation, is a $10 million lesson. And guess what? You get this $10 million lesson completely for free because Greg spent the money. I didn't. You didn't. Greg (laughs) did. So, Greg... Let's just dive right into this masterclass about how teaching your customers can scale any business model. And you did spend $10 million on software development, which is awesome, insane, crazy, all mixed into one. But you really were able to learn how customers can both help or hurt you in building a business. So let's start off with you sharing one way that they can hurt you in building a business. What did you find out there? Uh, I think the biggest thing is if you if you listen to them too much <laughs> in that though though every customer I find or every client or potential client really has a, a great idea as to what you should do and and often they describe it in terms of exactly what you should do and that's the piece that I think you can hurt the most is if you just take them at their word and they say you know you should launch a podcast or you should uh, write this particular book or you should build this feature or you should uh, serve me in exactly this way, and you just take that at face value, that's where I find uh, you can make a lot of mistakes. I love how Cliff Ravenscraft puts it. He says, don't you should on me. You do not should on me. <laughs> like, that is just not something I'm going to accept. And I also love that um, Henry Ford quote, which is, if I listened to everything my customers said, I just would have created a faster horse. But of course, yeah, I he love didn't. That one. <laughs> and he went ahead and changed an entire industry. So let's kind of maybe shift it now into, like, what are some ways your customers can help you in building a business? You know, some of the ways I think they can help is if they are identifying those things that they think they need, uh, then you can dive a little bit deeper and and figure out what it is. And you can do this automated or you can do it with surveys. Um, you can you can get on the phone or, or in person and have these conversations. It kind of depends on on what your what your relationship is. But to dive in and, and what I find is the way they can really help you is when they have that should Uh, When they have that idea, usually there's an underlying problem. So that's like the symptom of the problem. So you look at that as the symptom and use that as an opportunity. It's not the diagnosis. Uh, And really what I do is I start diving in and looking for where that's coming from, you know, asking things about what situation were they in when they came up with that or or thought of that idea? What were they encountering? Or really what you're looking for here is is where they want to get to. You know, one thing I really have found very helpful as well, and this was actually recommended to me by John Morrow of Smart Blogger, is to ask your customers, okay, like you're saying you're struggling with this or this is a problem you're having. How much money have you spent trying to solve that problem? And then if they come back and they're like, oh, well, I actually haven't spent much money. Well, is it really that big of a problem then that they haven't spent any money trying to fix it? Or if they come back and they say, oh, man, I've dropped hundreds and maybe even thousands of dollars on this problem. That is a green flag. Green flags are good. Red flag is when they say, I haven't spent any money trying to solve that problem. Because then they, they're just complaining about it. They're just crying about it. They're just whining about it. So really get to the core of that. And, you know, Greg, what I'd really like you to move into next is how can we as entrepreneurs like apply these lessons to any business model to actually achieve faster growth? Because when it comes down to it, we're not going to turn away faster growth. So how do we get there? 
Yeah, I think the thing is 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 really like listening to them, but don't act on that, and then dig into those symptoms to what that result is that they want. Ask about their situation. Ask where they're going, and and the the interesting thing here is this doesn't just help you build a product. It actually really helps with the marketing, which is you know you know is a huge part. Often huge. it's the piece I put first of of any kind of business model. And if you look at that, you know where what will it take to get them from where they are now to where they want to be. And, and then you can evaluate, is this something I can even help with? Right. Uh, and, and so I think I look at like, I, I think I was talking to, to you and Kate about this a while ago as to how you came up with the journals, the freedom mm. journal, the mastery journal, and people didn't come to you and say, you know, build me this exact journal. They sort of started identifying where they wanted to be or where they saw you. Like, you know, how do you stay so focused and disciplined for the, and that led you to the mastery journal or how do you, uh, what sets people in your in Fire Nation apart from everyone else? Uh, and so that leads you down the path of where do you want to go? And then you can figure out how can I solve that? Because you're the expert. You're the one they're coming to for advice. So it's kind of up to you to figure out that solution. But you have to start by knowing where do they want to get to. You know, I think we, we were discussing that over a glass of Oban 14, which <laughs> Fire Nation is an amazing 14-year-old single malt scotch that uh, Greg just had heard through the grapevine that it was my number one favorite scotch, and it truly is. And it's not like the most expensive in the world, but it's not super cheap either. You know, it's, it's a very well-priced uh, scotch. And so when I went to visit Jill and Josh Stanton of Screw the 9 to 5 up in Vancouver with Kate um, sometime last year, uh, Greg and his family came over and we were hanging out for a dinner and he like presented me with this bottle of Oban and then you know we sat out on the balcony later that night kind of discussing some of these things so Greg I want to just say thank you for that brother that was really kind anytime I, uh, I enjoyed a lot myself actually <laughs> it's you who introduced it to me and I've been drinking it ever since then <laughs> get you through some of those tough nights too you know it's uh, got the pros yep. and the cons so Definitely. one thing I really want to highlight of what Greg was just sharing Fire Nation which I think is so key the vocabulary. Listen to the words your audience is using. Listen to the words your customers are using. Listen to the words that your potential customers, your avatars, like what are they saying? What are the words? You know, like when Greg was saying mastery and discipline and focus and productivity, like those were all words I just kept hearing over and over again about what things people admired about me. And that allowed me to turn that into a product, the Mastery Journal, which we actually just crossed over $500,000 in individual journal sales. And the Freedom Journal just crossed $1.25 million in individual journal sales, all because I was listening to what my audience needed. And then using the vocabulary when I was going back to them with what the solution is to what I saw as their problem. And so that was making sense. And they're like, yeah, I was complaining about that stuff. Like I was really, you know, hurting in those areas. And now John's saying that he has that exact solution for that. That's super key. Now, there's a lot of ways to create a path from where your potential customers are to where they want to be, Greg. But what's the best way to create that path? First of all, wow, congrats. Those are awesome sales Thank you. numbers on the, on the journals. 39 bucks. I mean, who would have thought? That's a lot of journals. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, and then I love that you're saying too, even the potential avatar. So even those of us who are still building an audience or wanting to grow it or, or start one is you don't necessarily have to be able to reach out to a list of people who are already your customers. You can even be joining communities where you can kind of get on board. And I think uh, the, the key thing in starting to build this path for people is figuring out where they want to go, not 
where you want to take them. I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, we come up with, we have the hammer looking for a nail, right? We've mm. got the solution and we're going to try and find someone who's got this problem. If you really can align yourself with a tribe or an audience that's heading in a direction, they have a goal in mind, then right out of the gate and everything you're doing, you're speaking their language. You're, you're speaking to their heart as to where they want to go and where you're going to take them and what kind of transformation or results you're going to deliver. And so that that goes to what product you're building, whether it's, you know, coaching or a course or a service or a podcast. Uh, but you also have the marketing language. And so this, this kind of becomes a huge part of the whole process of your business or really, uh, the whole funnel, really like the entire experience that someone has from the time they're exposed to your brand all the way through interacting with you, purchasing products or services, uh, and all the way through to the end that results that they're getting, you've now kind of determined the language you're going to use and really that language you use in speaking to their heart and the things that they want, not what you want them to want. That's what's going to take them along that path and keep them on the journey and keep them in your sales funnels and then actually beyond the sales funnel, keeping them into the product or service you're giving uh, all the way through to delivering those results. And they're now hearing the words that they, that are already in their hearts. You're not having to sell them on something because they're already sold on that idea. Fire Nation, this isn't rocket science. Like you're hearing similar themes bubbling to the surface as Greg and I are talking about what's working. And, you know, as you heard in the intro, you know, Greg is the CEO of Thinkific. I mean, this is a company that has thousands and thousands of course creators. So he gets to see this from an aerial perspective. This isn't one person's perspective from one little silo. This is a person who's able to look at incredibly large amounts of data, analyze them, and then really understand what's happening happening at both a macro and micro level. So this is high level intel that you really need to be applying. And speaking of that, because you do see so many, Greg, different business models. I mean, there's so many different business models. You see people using Thinkific, you know, with coaching and podcasting, freelance services, membership sites, online courses, physical products. You know, a person like me, I use a, a bunch of those, actually most of those all in my one business. So what would you say from your vantage point, from you seeing, you know, the big picture, which business models are best to focus on right now? All of those ones that you've identified are really the, the ones that I see it, that have been exploding over the last uh, five years, especially uh, in particular, uh, seeing this turn of m a broad range of generations right through baby boomers and a little bit even beyond into accepting uh, online learning, online services, uh, looking for coaching, uh, delivering coaching. Some of that is, is absolutely exploding. And then on the other end of the spectrum, like on the millennials and Gen X, Gen Y, you're seeing more and more people uh, building into their personal model uh, the concept of freelancing or having something on the side. And I think some recent stats I've seen is as much as like half the American workforce is doing some element of freelancing, wow. whether it's They've got a full-time job, but they're doing a little bit of, of coaching or freelancing or services on the side. But all of those models are just exploding. And the really cool thing is we're seeing not only that it's kind of sexy to be an entrepreneur, but the acceptance on the other side, the, real, the market pull for those models of like, help me. And I think that goes back to that we're switching careers so often now that it, it's not enough where people could go through and do a four-year university degree, go out and work for the same company for 30 years. And so now everybody is always looking to level up. And that's also created that trend where they're even to look level, looking to level up more and more personally. I mean, 
20 years ago, there wasn't the same trends in health and fitness and uh, personal improvement that you see now. So all of this is these all these trends, macro trends are coming together to create this huge opportunity in any business model where you're able to share a passion or an expertise with someone uh, and help them level up on a health and fitness side, on a hobby or interest side or on a career growth side. So if you're able to help people in one of those areas, you're really leveraging this trend and able to uh, to jump in and, and participate in that massive growth. Okay. So I'm going to make you choose a favorite. It doesn't have to be the best, you know, but just like your favorite right now. Like, you know, maybe if your mother was to come to you and say, I want, you know, a second <laughs> career right now, Greg, what should I do? And, and then maybe give an example for a millennial as well. Mine obviously has got to be online courses. I launched my first online course 15, no, 13, 13 years ago now. And, uh, I think it was 13. Yeah, about that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and it is still running on autopilot and, uh, and you know, pays, pays a lot of bills every month. So what is the course on? Uh, it's on the LSAT law school admissions test. Oh, I took that test. You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm no going to go back and look and see if maybe you signed up for one of my like lead magnets or course or something. Like I wouldn't that. be surprised. <laughs> I was desperate. I'll tell you that. <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if That'd I found your email so in there? Funny. But I, I love it too for anyone doing this space because it, there's a, it, it can be on demand. It can be automated. And so one thing I was going to say too is because there's all these different models out there, I think it's important, especially if you're sort of pre-comfortable revenue, like you're not at that point on your revenue model where you're like, you know what, I could totally sit back for a few months and play around with brand new ideas. And if they don't work out, I'm fine. So if you're, if you're at the pre comfortable revenue stage, I'd say, choose one, choose the one where you can deliver the most value to the, the avatar that you're talking to, um, generate revenue that's going to work for you. And you feel like you can make a difference with it. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the one exception to that is if you start doing that and you're having any level of success or revenue from it, if you can leverage in courses or on-demand learning, that is, it's a great thing where you can diversify into that space really, really quickly uh, because it becomes both a lead magnet or an attractor of uh, uh, new customers, but also an ongoing steady revenue stream that reduce, it'll actually reduce your workload. So it, it helps you automate your business very, very quickly by having that set up. All right, Fire Nation. As I mentioned in the intro, um, you know, Greg is on right now as a bonus episode because we're offering a very special opportunity to really dive deeper in this stuff. We actually have a webinar masterclass for you that is called A Four-Step Process to 10Xing Your Revenue. So if it sounds appealing to 10X your revenue, um, come join us on Wednesday, May 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. And we're going to give you those four steps, the four step process to 10 xing your revenue. So get on over there Wednesday, May 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern to sign up for this 100% free training, eofire.com slash Greg. That's just G-R-E-G, eofire.com slash Greg. We're going to be talking about identifying your biggest opportunity, maximizing that opportunity, diversifying with other opportunities, and how to tie it all together. Plus, and Kate and I are really excited about this part, we're going to be sharing how we use this exact process to 10x our revenue and scale entrepreneurs on fire. So this training is for you, Fire Nation. It's completely 
completely free. If you're super, super busy that night, still sign up because we got something special for you. Uh, but for people that show up live, watch out. The value is going to be dropping like bombs from the sky. eofire.com slash Greg. And we're going to be right back after we thank our very special sponsor. Fire Nation, after interviewing over 2,000 successful entrepreneurs, I've realized something that's pretty clear. We usually fall into one of two camps. Either we don't have a big idea, we just don't have a big idea for any number of reasons, or on the other side, we have a lot of ideas, but we don't know which one is the idea. We don't know which is the big idea. And that hurts my soul because I know that if you could just find your big idea and focus, follow one course until success, you will crush it. So I created a completely free training for you. It's completely free and it's not like 10 days long. It's three hours. And the training is called Three Hours to Your Big Idea. And that is my promise to you, Fire Nation. If you go through this training in three hours, you will have your big idea. I am so fired up about this because I know this is going to literally change the direction and change the lives of so many people who take this training seriously and absolutely crush it. So visit yourbigidea.io. Not .com, not .com, <laughs> yourbigidea.io. Sign up for this completely free training, crush it, and then shoot me an email because I would love, L-O-V-E, to know what your big idea is out of that training. You're awesome, Fire Nation. Take action and let's get back to the show. So Greg, we're back and we really need to talk about online courses, online education, virtual memberships. I mean, these things are working really well right now for all the reasons we've already discussed before the break, but which models specifically are working best? Again, Fire Nation, Greg has the aerial view. He sees all of these things working. He sees all the people doing these different areas. He has the number. So Greg, what's working the best? just to back some of that up a little bit. So we actually just, we've got a, a team, we've got five data scientists in our office now. Um, they're here for a six month project and then we also have a data scientist leading them. So they actually are, are pulling data constantly on this stuff and we just pulled data of the last 50 million in courses that we saw sold over the last three months, removed some of the outliers and cleaned up the data and then looked at what was working. So this is actually coming from a huge spread of different uh, course creators, membership sites, different business models and looking at that. So a lot of the stuff I'll share kind of from this point forward sure. is, is actually coming from some, a pretty large data set there. And, uh, you know, you're asking about what kind of models are working, you know, memberships, uh, one-time course fees, things like that. What, we're, what I'm seeing is actually still the majority, about 65% of what people are doing is these one-time fee for a course. But there is this really big growing trend of subscriptions and memberships. And so charging a monthly subscription for access to uh, like a membership site where you have uh, programs that you're updating and adding and improving on or continuing to add services uh, as you go for, or continuing to add value on an ongoing basis. And I absolutely love this model as well, not just from the data alone, but even personally, I mean, it's how we run our software company. Uh, if you can do it this way, if you can continue to add value over time and you bring in an audience and they're paying an ongoing monthly fee, uh, that makes your, you, you, 
break out of any kind of requirement of having to do a, a feast or famine kind of launch or have a big course that's successful for a while and then you have to figure out how to constantly and continually market it. This way you can bring people in and if you focus on giving really good value to your audience, uh, you can help to, you can just pile on top of that growth and that customer base. Uh, and I think it creates the right, I think the reason it's working is it creates the right kind of motivation of continuing to add value uh, because you want to keep these people around, keep them in community, in your community, make sure that they're actually achieving the results. And, you know, hopefully some people eventually achieve all the results that they need from you and they kind of move on. Uh, but I do think it creates that one of the reasons it's working is it really creates that right motivation of delivering true value for your client base. So you mentioned results a few times. I'm all about results. I'm all about the numbers. So let's get down to the nitty gritty, my friend. <laughs> what kind of results have people seen when they set out to educate their audience? Again, you see the numbers, you see the trends, you see the analytics, you have the data scientists. What kind of results are these people seeing when they educate their audience? Well, it is obviously a range you know, of different different results that we see across all the thousands of course creators. Uh, one interesting one is where, where I'm seeing that when people are creating some kind of uh, education or membership where the goal is uh, something, it, it, the, the education piece is sort of the first piece of the funnel and they have uh, something else to offer. So that could be a software company offering something, but it, it could be you creating your own software, your own tool, or selling into other things. Uh, in those scenarios, like, consistently this number comes up and I don't know why, but in a lot of the case studies we've done, we've done, it's about a 300% increase in revenue. So you're, you're doing something where maybe before you were doing uh, webinars to bring people in or before you were doing uh, a content uh, piece to bring people in and then you add in an online course component to it or an online training or a membership site and we see a consistent number of about 300% increase in revenue for that next piece that you're you're offering people. Let me get a specific example on that. I mean, you've seen a lot. Like what is a company or a person, and we don't have to use names, but you know, just the overarching theme that they're doing that when they brought that piece in, they saw a huge huge increase. So I've actually seen similar things across companies like Hootsuite, Later, uh and Oh, Wish Later's Bond. a great so, example by the way. I love those guys. Yes, well, that's my brother. <laughs> I heard that, <laughs> that actually. I, I forgot, but I did hear that. That's so funny. Oh, those guys are great. Yes, yeah. So they so they help you schedule visual media, a lot of it to Instagram, and they were they were using webinars, and then they looped in and created online courses. And when they added that piece into the funnel, they saw a three hundred percent increase. I in took that course, and I was like, if I decide to ever like go down that path, like they're the only company I'll use because I just that my trust level for them went through the roof. I mean, the course was so valuable, and you know, not to mention, I actually loved the layout of the course so much that I'm actually modeling my Thinkific course um, on their layout, which is going to be really exciting. And I think you guys are actually going to be pulling that in as like a potential theme and template as well um, for my upcoming launch fire nation of yourbigidea.io. So go there, sign up for first, um, what am I looking for? First notification. Yeah, that'd be the word of when that course goes live. So uh, yeah, dude, later's doing a lot of things, right? Definitely. And, and, and that would be one of the good examples of someone who is selling something beyond the course. So often that's where there's like a free course that leads into something else. And that doesn't have to be software. That could be coaching or, or right. some other service that you have added on there. Yeah. So like my quick funnel is if you visit yourbigidea.io, 
I give you gift for free a three-hour training, which is called Three Hours to Your Big Idea, where the promise on that completely free training is by the end of those three hours, you're going to be going through a system that I've used now over four times to create multi-million dollar revenue streams. You are going to have your big idea idea. And that's the promise. That's that first lead in. And it's going to be incredibly valuable. And people are going to be like, okay, I have my big idea. What's next? And then what's next? Well, what's next is my course, Real Revenue, where I help you take your big idea and turn it into real revenue. And the funnel continues from there, Fire Nation. So you know, if you want to see how I'm exactly implementing specifically what Greg is talking about, yourbigidea.io. They were actually the sponsor of today's show uh, as well. So you've been hearing about them a little bit. So exciting times. And one thing that I, Greg, just can't get over because I went through this a little bit, you know, through, of course, you know, your big idea is free, but how do I price real revenue? How do I price Podcasters Paradise? How did I price uh, the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal? It's such a stressor for people, actual price points. But I mean, you have the data, you've seen people do it right, you've seen people do it wrong, you've seen people offer for next to nothing, and then you've seen people offer, you know, to the moon and back. What are the most successful price points? And again, this Fire Nation is based on data of tens of millions of dollars in sales. Just the first two points before I dump into the numbers that I always say in this is, is generally I tr- uh, people price too low, especially when it comes to online products or anything where there's an automated element. I don't know why, but inherently uh, as creators of this, we tend to devalue it. And so I would always encourage people to look a little bit higher than where they're initially thinking. And then the other pieces that helps you get there is I try and say, if you were going to rent a room uh, and you know get some coffee and some snacks and bring people in for 20 people into a room for the whole weekend to teach them this, what would you charge for it? Or for a full, you know, half day or full day or whatever it's going to take to teach this, what would you charge those 20 people to show up? And that's usually a good starting point. And then I would actually encourage, don't go down from there. If anything, you're going to go up from there because from the perspective of the person taking some sort of online training membership, uh, uh, being part of that community, uh, or, and being able to take thing or an automated course or an online course, being able to take that online is often a huge value add. They don't have to hop on a flight. They don't have to travel. They don't have to take the day off work. And they become part of this ongoing community, uh, especially if you create that for them. So those are good starting points. Where I actually see the numbers going is about 65% are in the sort of $50 to $500 range, uh, mostly in the sort of two dollars to $400 range. But there is a good 12 15% that are $1,000 or over, and some even going up over $5,000. Wow. Once you get up over a thousand bucks, I do think you really need to be adding something beyond just you know a, a one-time kind of automated online course. Uh, it can be a bit steep unless you have some knowledge that you know you like you're the the head of rocket science at NASA and you're teaching people <laughs> how to build that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, then then you can probably go you know the the moon's the limit, right? You're saying like two to four hundred. Does that seem to be where most people end up going? Is that like the higher percentage more than elsewhere? Yeah, that's sort of the bulk range of about uh, like 65% falling in the 50 to 500 and, and a lot of that falling in the 200 to $400 mark. So I would suggest that as a point if you're starting out, you're not sure where to put your product price, uh, but it definitely can, depending on the value you're adding, go much more than that. And so the other thing I try and do to get more uh, you know, subjective or qualitative about this is to think about 
those results that people were looking for. And back to that question you were asking, which I think is a great one, is like how much money have you spent trying to get there or how much time have you spent trying to get there? And if you can start to quantify that, you can then really identify uh, what the value of this is to them. And I think there's another component that I see some people do well, like companies like Airbnb and LinkedIn do this really well. Um, and other companies just don't do it. And I don't, I don't understand why they don't, but that's gamification. And maybe it's just because they don't know how to do it. But how can we as entrepreneurs and us, Fire Nation, use gamification the way that Airbnb is, the way that LinkedIn is, to actually increase our overall revenues? And I love what they've done with it in terms of, you know, gamifying their processes at Airbnb, LinkedIn, and a ton of other companies. And the great thing is, is they may be big companies making massive revenues, uh, but we can learn a lot from them and then apply it in our business. And so uh, the key thing first out of the gate to know is gamification is not games. It's not about video games. Even when it happens in a video game, which is all (laughs) over, uh, it's not the game itself. The mechanics within games that make them so addictive they're not even fun. Like in, in and of themselves, they're not fun. It's basically, you know, if you've ever played like say a World of Warcraft where you end up running around in the woods killing, uh, you know, I don't know, hobgoblins to collect coins so that you can level up or something. It's that little piece there of that sort of uh, random reward or encouragement that really keeps you moving. And that doesn't have to be about a game. I think when people look at games, especially in learning, they think, oh, okay, it's going to be like a matching game or, or I'm going to make them play a game so that they'll learn better. It's not the game. It's actually these random rewards and reminders of what they're earning, what they're getting, uh, how they're tracking towards their goal or, or making progress and sh- highlighting that for them throughout. So a really good example if you want to play around with it is, I mean, a lot of this is actually hard-coded and built into Thinkific. So if you do a course in Thinkific, a lot of this stuff happens automatically for you. Uh, so you can play around with that and see what that looks like. Or there's uh, an app I love is Duolingo that does free education for uh, languages. And so I'm learning Spanish and Portuguese and that. And they give you all these cool little rewards as you're moving through and learning. Uh, and it's really those random rewards, showing progress, tracking towards a goal, or highlighting even at the beginning of, say, a sales funnel or a marketing funnel and, and at stages throughout how close they are to that reward that they want or highlighting what that reward is going to deliver. So we look at Airbnb, the way they do this is when you're signing up for an Airbnb account, uh, they'll actually show you as you answer questions, uh, how much money you could make listing your place on Airbnb. So that's kind of the carrot that they're pulling you along with. So it's not a game, but it is gamification saying, Hey, this is where you could get to. So even constantly reminding people as they go through that, what that value is going to be to them, what that reward is going to be. And then if you can even give them little rewards along the way, that's great as well. So Fire Nation, how can you bring gamification into your world, into your customers, your clients' world? I mean, it's just fun too, like little milestone gifts. I mean, I have some really cool ideas to take people through your big idea into real revenue, into the revenue crew. So those of you that join me on this journey, you're going to start to see how I'm looking to gamify these things, to make it fun for you, to make it fun for me, to just you know make this an enjoyable experience. Now, Greg, I want to end on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance. Typically, I like to leave this open, but I kind of want to really angle you towards hammering home why teaching is the most effective method of learning. I mean, that's been the theme of our entire chat. Let's really focus on that as our kind of closing piece of guidance. Um, And then we'll say goodbye. 
Excellent. Yeah, I love the element of teaching being an effective method of learning. And it really is when you look at even the all the stats and studies around how people learn is when they can take a little bit of what they're learned, even if they're even if they're not 100 percent knowledgeable in the area and then start teaching that to others uh, and they're forced to take the effort to really understand it so they can teach it. That's a big part of the process of becoming an expert or becoming amazing at something. Uh, so really, I think the best way to learn from your customers and to become better at what you're doing is to teach them. If you're constantly just talking at them, uh, then you're really not learning as much as if you uh, take the time to actually teach and, and engage uh, and help them learn. Uh, that's going to level you up massively. I mean, when I first started teaching my own online courses or even in-person courses that I was doing, I really wasn't ready. I wasn't fully fleshed out in, in and in a true kind of, I don't know, expert in the space, but it's trial by fire and, and you dive in and you kind of, you kind of learn to some extent by getting out there and teaching. Now I'm not suggesting sort of anyone can teach anything, go read one book on a subject and you're, you're <laughs> going to be able to, to teach anyone rocket science. Uh, but if you have a level of expertise and I guarantee you, you're probably not at that, uh, so confident that you're like, I can, I'm the best in the world at this. I can teach anyone. But if you actually put yourself out there, you have that trial by fire and you go and start teaching people, you're going to level yourself up faster than anything else you can do. Fire Nation, if you got even a little value from this episode, then you are not going to want to miss the episode, or I should say the webinar that we are creating and we are putting on for you. It's called a four-step process to 10xing your revenue. That's happening Wednesday, May 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern. I guess I should notate since this is a podcast, this is 2018. So Wednesday, May 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern, join us. Join us on this free masterclass on on us giving you a four-step process to 10x your revenue. If you're listening to this after May 30th, guess what? We're going to have something there for you where you're going to be able to get a lot of the value. Um, not as much as if you're live. Live is always best. But if it's after the fact and you just can't be live because you don't have a time machine, we'll still go to this link, eofire.com slash greg eofire.com slash Greg. So definitely head on over there, sign up for this coming webinar Wednesday, May 30th. Or again, if it's after the fact, still head over there, sign up because there's going to be awesome value on this four-step process for you there. And you know, I just want to once again, thank our sponsor today, which happens to be three hours to your big idea. This is my free gift, my free training to you, Fire Nation. So if you want to get to your big idea in three hours, visit yourbigidea.io, not .com, .io today. And you're going to get to your big idea in just three hours and the sky is the limit. And again, the training is completely free. So definitely head over to there. And Greg, I just want to say thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John.